MSW Media. This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor specializing in the issues you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and you can schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist from anywhere in the world on your schedule. Listeners of The Daily Beans get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. News, Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, October 1st, 2019. Today, Schiff wants the Putin call, new impeachment polling, Volcker's special interest, Chris Collins pleads guilty to insider trading, Giuliani is subpoenaed, and Trump's civil war. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. Hey, Amanda, how are you? I'm well. Welcome back. Julissa is on vacation. So uh, you'll be filling in for her. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I got a lot of emails asking how to subscribe to the Daily Beans um, feed Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to rely on the Muller She Wrote feed to get Mm -hmm. your Daily Beans. And it's pretty simple. Just whatever podcast platform you use, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever, just go to the search function and search for Daily Beans and then... Click on it and and hit subscribe. And then you are subscribed on the Daily Beans feed. If you are a patron on um, our Patreon, then you can actually get both of them in the same feed. So if you are a patron, that doesn't change. Yeah, your your patron feed doesn't move. And and whatever feed you've pasted your premium feed into, that doesn't change. But we would still like you to subscribe to that feed because... <clears throat> we, I know we have probably way more listeners than it's saying that we do, mm-hmm. but that's what we run uh, our charting after. Like that's how we get to totally. be like number ten news pod. So it really helps us out. Go and follow the Daily Beans everywhere. <clears throat> yeah, actually, and when you're at, at home at Thanksgiving or Halloween or whatever, you should definitely pick up your uh, Trump supporting family's devices and subscribe to Daily Beans on those as well. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of news today. Uh, it was a shit show wrapped in a tornado, oh, yeah. wrapped in a Tasmanian devil. And uh, I, we just, <laughs> let, let's just hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So as Democrats are ramping up their impeachment inquiry, Adam Schiff, chair of the House uh, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, House Intel Committee, is eyeing Trump's phone call with Putin, the one, you know, that the guy was like, or whoever, I think former U.S. officials that have access to that code protected classified database. Um, there's a call in there from MBS, one that we know of, and one from Putin that he hid in there. And Schiff is really interested in the Putin call. Uh, As we already know, anonymous former high-level White House sources have come forward to the press telling us that that it's in there beyond the Ukraine call and and the meeting with uh, the Oval Office meeting with Kislyak and Lavrov uh, and Trump. That's in there, too. So he's eyeing that system. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't just issue a subpoena for all the calls that are in that system. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now he's just sort of saying, we want to see what's in there. Like, yeah, so do we make a subpoena. Yeah. I guess it could be seen as an overreach, assuming the best and thinking that there are things that legitimately deserve to even be in that system in the first place, which is a stretch. Yeah, it, I agree with you. Like, But I it, maybe he's just kind of figuring out how to do that properly. Yeah. yeah That's I all I can think of. Uh, and so now Schiff wants those transcripts. But 
Like I said, a subpoena has not been issued, at least so far as we know. But now Russia is chiming in, saying it would have to give permission for Donald Trump to release the details of one of, uh, of, one of their one-on-one phone conversations <laughs> with Putin. Uh, this statement comes from Dmitry Peskov. And if he sounds familiar, he's all over the Mueller report as the press contact that Felix Sater and Michael Cohen mm. canoodled with on Trump Tower Moscow. Oh, shit. That's Peskov. <laughs> Whoa. So what if it's stuff about Trump Tower Moscow? Yeah. Oh, that's my God. So Peskov spoke with journalists Monday and said if any release of some that any release of summaries or transcripts is only possible with the mutual agreement of both sides because diplomatic practice does not allow for the publication of these records. So if the Americans send us signals, we'll discuss it. Uh, Trump and Putin have at least 11 calls and several meetings since Trump took office, all of which we learned from Russian state journalists because American media was not allowed in the room. I don't know of any rules that would prevent Trump from complying with the subpoena of the call memos and transcripts, though I'm sure Trump will just claim executive privilege because I'm sure he doesn't want those to get out any more than Putin does. Mm-hmm. I love that Russia's trying to say that they need to put a sale of approval. Yeah. On, on, like, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that's how it worked. Yeah. All of our in- intelligence now goes through all of the other countries first, apparently. Yeah, we would have liked to have given you permission to interfere in our elections, uh, mm-hmm. but we didn't <laughs> yeah. have that option. So Yeah, exactly. That's what you get. Yeah, that is really funny. That's like uh, having a history of breaking and entering and then being like, you didn't <clears throat> ring the doorbell, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, not suspicious at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, no- nothing to see here except for you need permission to see any of this. This is totally how innocent <laughs> mm-hmm. people act, by the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. They hide absolutely. things in code classified uh, systems and then uh, you refuse to talk about them. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And then tweet all night about it. We'll get right. to his tweets. Oh, my God. Right. And it just happens to be with the country that we have the most controversy with and most <laughs> conspiratorial. <laughs> is that a word? Conspiratorial? Yeah, it is. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No bags. Hey, Miriam Webster. Conspiratorial. Get on it. Nice. Uh, also, I love how they tweet out Beans stuff oh. randomly. I know they listen. Yeah. Did you also see their punctuation yeah. post yeah, after the, hyphen. the whole hyphen gate? <laughs> Little. Yeah. His tweets are hurting the English language. Oh. Yeah. No. QAnon would say they're coded and only geniuses can crack it. <sighs> Uh, also, Monday, we learned that the House Intelligence Committee has subpoenaed uh, Kaludi Rudy Giuliani. Uh, we expected this uh, as the impeachment inquiry escalates and had wondered if they'd call him to testify as well. We were talking about what kind of a witness he would make uh, on the last beans. The Democrats are asking for communications and texts surrounding Giuliani's involvement and in urging Ukrainian officials to launch an investigation into Trump's political opponent, Joe Biden, citing his CNN interview when he said, of course I of course I did. Of course I asked the Ukrainians to look into Joe Biden, right? Because he had like actually just said the opposite. said he didn't yeah. like a second before that. In the letter, Schiff breaks down a list of over two years of documents that they want. Giuliani has until October 15th to produce the documents and texts. And more broadly, the Intelligence Committee, the House Foreign Affairs Committee and the Oversight Committee have issued letters for the deposition of three of Giuliani's associates. Uh, I think Giuliani will claim attorney client privilege here, but the three associates of Giuliani might not have that option so i feel like october 15th when i read that date i was like that seems kind of far out considering how fast this is all moving yeah and that's a really good point and and they had mentioned i think adam schiff had said in an interview or in the letter that they're giving him two weeks because it's so much it's yeah. two years of documentation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, that's true you have to be fair ish i guess yeah. you have well, to entirely fair give yeah you know it's part of that ironclad due process thing yeah that thing that only democrats follow yeah i'm sorry what <laughs> due process what mm-hmm. Uh, We also learned that Mike Pompeo was listening in on the call between Trump and Zelensky, though he's lied several times to the press about it. Do you remember when he was asked, like, what is this report? What's this, uh, you know, this transcript, this report, whistleblower report? He's like, you're uh, talking about 
uh, uh, report I ha- haven't seen. And now we know how he was acting so weird is because he was on the fucking call. God. He was on it. Listening, right? Yeah. Didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, unless that was in the ellipses. <laughs> yeah, unless those are the parts that were left out. Yeah. <laughs> in bars. Pompeo size. Yeah. Redacted. <laughs> in bars call memo. Yeah. <clears throat> Air quotes. He lives in the ellipses. Mm. That's where all the sketchy people live. <laughs> ellipses and John Bolton's mustache. <laughs> yeah. Uh, new impeachment polling is out, showing that nearly half of Americans say Trump should be impeached and removed from office. Um, 47% say... 47% say Trump should be impeached and removed from office. Only 45% are opposed, which means now for the first time more Americans favor impeachment than do not. And 47% who favor, uh, that's up from 41% in just May. That increase is not because of Democrats. The poll shows the increasing number of Republicans and independents supporting Trump's removal from office are responsible for that increase. Yeah, Democrats have been on that train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were into impeachment before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Independents supporting impeachment is up 11 points and Republicans are up 8 points. 60% of Americans under 35 support impeachment. 48% of Americans say Trump has abused his power to gain political advantage against Biden. Mm -hmm. This is bad. When the Mueller report came out, I think uh, impeachment ticked up maybe like two points. It's great that it's going up and this is a huge number. Uh, but the fact that it's not over 50 is pretty shocking <laughs> to me, personally. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, this whole whistleblower complaint only came out four days ago. True. Right. True. That's true. There are some people yeah. that are coming back from the Bahamas to yeah. a yeah. shitstorm, dude. <laughs> not everyone like... is like feeding the news through an IV drip into their bodies like mm-hmm. us. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this number true. will continue to shift. Yeah. I usually got to give it a couple weeks for the poll. I think we'll be over 50% the next time they poll. I think so too, especially with all these headlines coming out too. Like Yeah, today. they're not They're not stopping. Pompeo, this whole, the State Department was in on it. Yeah. Giuliani was right, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will be the hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a whistleblower. Yeah, what kind? Ca- yeah, what kind of, <laughs> what kind of lawyer for the presidency is like? Hey, by the way, the entire cabinet is corrupt. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's his defense. It's not just us. Yeah. And I do want to mention briefly about who's a whistleblower and who's not, because a lot of people are like, these are the real whistleblowers, and they'll throw up Chelsea Manning and Snowden and Assange. Um, but here's the thing: in order to be a, a legit whistleblower, to have the title of whistleblower, you have to follow the rules in the Whistleblower Protection Act of your agency, and you can't go to the press. That's one thing that takes away your whistleblower status. It, we agree with it or not? Mm-hmm. That's just the rules. And yeah. so, like when the guy from the Rand Corporation released the Pentagon Papers to the New York Times and then the Washington Post. Uh, that he, you know, we did. I don't think we had whistleblower protection mm-hmm. at that point yet because the whistleblower protection act came from the whole Nixon administration. Right. But even if we did at that point, he would not have been protected by whistleblower status. He wouldn't have whistleblower status. He wouldn't have a right to anonymity under the law. He wouldn't be able to avoid jail or retaliation, lose his job, etc. Those yeah. are all written into, into the laws, and you and you have to specifically. And that's what the DNI was testifying mm-hmm. to. He, that this whistleblower followed the letter of the Whistleblower Protection Act for the intelligence community and therefore deserves the moniker whistleblower. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of clarify that because uh, I see a lot of people are like, there's real other whistleblowers out there. And so Giuliani, I'm sorry, you're not a whistleblower. <laughs> First of all, you don't work for the government. You can't <laughs> you can't have whistleblower protections if you don't work for for the government. <laughs> and so like if you're sitting out there working at McDonald's thinking that you've been retaliated against, you can't get whistleblower protection. I'm sorry, unless it's a McDonald's contracted in like the Department of Defense or on right. a Navy base or something. Right. So the I White guess- House McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. The, it, which there is one. 
It's, it's the Oval Office. Oh, okay. God, I was going <laughs> to say. He serves his hamburgers. I not see that in the news. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. like he installed one. <laughs> yeah, Nixon put in a bowling alley. Obama put in a basketball court. Trump put in a McDonald's. The entire West Wing. <laughs> not shame McDonald's, like, by the way. Signs with upside down golden arches. <laughs> oh, I shame McDonald's. West Wing. Yeah. Sometimes you need some 3 a.m. fries. No, hey, yeah. I, I, and I, I shame myself when, I, when I do that as well. Do you think the president's like DoorDash to the White House? Oh, oh that thing, right? They've got to. They're just pizza. No, Even I think pizza. I think they just so, uh, uh, secret service have, it. Yeah, that's to true. The White House. Or they have an entire kitchen, probably with like world class food. <laughs> oh, guess. he doesn't eat there. Yeah, no, that's very true. I was seeing Obama. The, oh, right, the classy, the classy mm. stuff. Um, but Does Michelle Obama seemed like she eat muesli or something. You know oh, what I mean? What? Like a fancy breakfast, like she eats muesli and like yeah. oat milk with berries yeah, the in over, it. Overnight oats. Yeah. Mm. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that shit's so the good. kind of woman who has her shit together. Definitely. One hundred percent. Anyway, Melania <laughs> goals. Is, yeah, I don't know what Melania eats. Probably strictly cayenne pepper. The, the blood or something. of children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a succubus. Okay. She's eating something. She's still walking around. Uh, also today, Monday, McConnell has again said he will take up impeachment in the Senate, but used the words, I will have no choice. Uh, and he says, under the Senate rules, we are required to take it up if the House go uh, if the House does go down that path and will follow the Senate rules. So I think his uh, choice of words there, um, no pun intended, where he says, I will have no choice, is a kind of a big clue into where he's at because he didn't say anything about this hoaxy whistleblower or this bullshit thing. He just said, I will have no choice but to do this. I feel like that's sort of a clarion call or a dog whistle to the other senator saying, this gets you off the hook Mm. for having to support this president. I could be reading too Mm. much into it, but... That would be a huge 180 for him. It Yeah, it already is because he's already said, I'm not taking it up in the Senate if you impeach him. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And uh, let's switch gears real quick to a story that did not get any attention last week. Uh, Thursday, with little fanfare, Trump replaced Labor Secretary Alex Acosta. Alex Acosta illegally made a deal with Epstein's lawyers in his case when he was the U.S. attorney down in Florida. Uh, and basically, he, he broke the law by failing to notify the victims of the deal uh, as required by law. And so he, Acosta's gone. Trump replaced him with Antonin Scalia's kid, Eugene. Oh, God. Of course, Eugene Scalia has spent his life tearing down workers' rights, and now he's atop the Labor Department. He he fought against workers' rights as a corporate lawyer for the likes of Walmart, SeaWorld, and Wall Street, a lot of Wall Street firms. Oh, what? That is the worst resume I've ever heard in my life. The SeaWorld thing was when um, one of the trainers was mauled by one of the animals, and he went into fight saying that the... Um, the uh, SeaWorld wasn't responsible, that the victim was, it was the victim's fault. Um, He's a member of the far-right Federalist Society who backed the nominations of Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. He fought against ergonomic protections under Clinton for workers and helped overturn a labor rule to prevent carpal tunnel syndrome. What the fuck? He fought against Dodd-Frank, just a real gem of a fella. Uh, And as we've said many times, Trump would put a dingo in charge of a baby. So I don't think anyone's surprised that this is the new labor secretary. Yeah. Not surprising, I guess, but that is a surprisingly awful resume. Yeah, he's a terrible motherfucker. Wow. You know, Blackfish really got me. Yeah. When that came out. That fucked me up. It's so fucked up. Yeah, especially being here in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. And it's so sad that they would do that and blame her. Because, obviously, if you put gigantic animals in a tiny fucking tank their entire life, 
they're gonna be pissed <laughs> and really smart animals <laughs> like it's, too. Yeah, smarter dude. They're smarter than yeah. Humans. It's like if you a, try if, to teach a human a dance routine, they can't do that shit. It would be fucking. I can't dance like that. <laughs> it would be like uh, you know, if uh, trying to go in and say it's not Ringling Brothers' fault that an elephant trampled a child. It's, right. It's the child's fault for being too close to the middle of the circus. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Mm-mm. You should have eaten more, kid. Bulk yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Could have took a little stomp. Should have had a bigger. <laughs> Should have had a bigger gun. The only thing that can stop a bad elephant without a gun is a good guy. Oh with a gun. god! Can you imagine? Yeah. Say so she has, should have like a sea harpoon or something. Yeah. To fight an, an elephant gun. I guess is what you should have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. That's that's just so crazy to me. That's so fucked up. Dawn, I think, was her name, right? The the yeah. trainer. Yeah. Yeah. There was like. Yeah, there were so many creepy videos. Did you see the video? Sorry, this is super off topic. It's just Blackfish is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Watch Blackfish. Yeah, <laughs> and then, we'll, and then we'll let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, uh, on Twitter at Daily Beans Pod. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back in just a second. After these messages, we'll be right back. As a veteran, and especially considering the political climate we live in, there's not much that's more important than timely access to quality, affordable mental health care in the United States. But because of the barriers to care we face in this country specifically, it's not always easy. And that's where BetterHelp comes in handy. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a wide range of issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, family matters. Uh, And you can connect with uh, your counselor from the comfort of your home in a secure and confidential online environment. It's really wonderful. As I'm sure you've experienced, one of the biggest barriers to care here in America is access, which includes the ability to travel to your provider. But with BetterHelp, you can get assistance on your own time in the comfort of your own home by scheduling a secure video or phone conference, or you can even chat or text with your professional counselor from anywhere. Another obstacle to care in America is price, but BetterHelp is a truly affordable option. And for Daily Beans listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month with discount code DAILYBEANS. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. Simply fill out the questionnaire to assess your personal needs, and you'll be matched with a counselor you'll love. And if you don't, you can change your counselor for no additional charge. That's BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. The hits keep coming. We have more breaking news on Monday as we learned that Trump pressured Australia's prime minister to help Attorney General Barr investigate the origins of the Mueller investigation. This, to me, sounds like more leaks from the code word classified system known only to a few current and former top Trump officials. We had posited that now the information on Putin, MBS, and Ukraine had gotten out, along with the news about the Oval Office meeting with Lavrov and Kislyak, that more would be coming out. The dam has broken. And I think that this is part of that, although this reporting, the corroborated reporting, does not say that. It doesn't mention that system. But we're learning from The New York Times that Trump called the Australian prime minister in recent weeks and asked them to help Bill Barr in his ongoing investigation into the oranges of the Mueller probe. Uh, We say oranges because that's how Trump pronounces origins. And that was apparently the only purpose of the call. Presumably, he's asking Australia because that's where the whole thing effectively began with Mm -hmm. when Alexander Downer ran into Papadopoulos. And, you know, then he called our FBI a few months later when the whole emails on dirt and Hillary thing came out. And he goes, you know, weird. Uh, I was talking to a guy. (laughs) And so I think he's down there trying to discredit that. So two things here. It seems as though Trump knows Uh, though publicly denies that the beginning of the Mueller probe was when Australia called our FBI and told him about popping off about Hillary Dirt in a London pub. I just like saying it that way. So 
it, it seems Trump knows that that's where it originated, even though that's not his talking point. Mm-hmm. Trump would rather have you believe that the Steele dossier and FISA warrants, uh, Hillary and Ukraine and whatever, mm-hmm. were what kicked off Crossfire Hurricane Peter or Strzok. yeah, Peter Strzok or the Mueller probe. But the timeline makes no sense. So he's out looking for a way to discredit the actual oranges of the investigation. Uh, he's doing this, I think, with Barr and Pompeo in Italy who I believe are there to look into Mifsud, but that's conjecture. And it's really funny uh, that I wrote that in the script uh, because news broke shortly after uh, that confirmed that conjecture. So it was conjecture, but we were right. And uh, Jordan, you had said that too uh, in that conversation we have. We'll go over that in a little bit because that's a whole other bombshell that dropped today. But this lines up with, you know, Trump asking Ukraine to look into the DNC hack uh, and CrowdStrike and... and Another thing that this whole Australia thing tells me is that Trump and the um, oh, what's the guy's name who's investigating the investigation? He's the Connecticut U.S. attorney. Mm. You know who I'm talking about, right? Durham. That's it. Durham. <clears throat> Not a for the life of me remembered that. It's Durham. So Trump and Durham, who are conducting the investigation into the Mueller investigation, they have nothing. Uh, I think it's if he's calling Australia. And sending people to Italy and Ukraine to track down conspiracy theories or debunk actual facts. He's literally got nothing. Yeah, why can't they just send an email? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why I have to go in person. Probably because we're watching every communication he has now. Mm. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Traveling in person is the new ellipses of corruption. (laughs) It's a really extended metaphor. (laughs) Call back. But um, anyway, I feel like we knew this, that they had nothing on this. There was there was no news if Trump threatened or bribed Australia on the call, um, which sets it apart from the Ukraine call so far as we know with the information that we have. But do you really need to threaten Australia as the United States? So how did this come out again? Because I, I heard this today in trying to keep up with this the avalanche of news today. But how did we find out about this call? Sources told Washington Post. OK, uh, that's all we have. And that's why I don't know if this came also from that code protected that code word classified system it wasn't mentioned in there mm-hmm. uh, but you know i think more as more of this information mm-hmm. comes out, i think it's the same source that keeps coming back with all of these right. tidbits or at least a handful of people because honestly only a handful of people have access to that system where these potentially uh politically harmful conversations and memos and transcripts yeah. are stored mm-hmm. it's probably i i'm guessing 12 people or less it's really scary that your attorney general is calling foreign intelligence agencies to discredit American intelligence agencies, you know, like mm-hmm. in his attempt to find dirt on the Mueller investigation or discredit it. He's also in turn using his power as attorney general to help discredit American intelligence, which Trump's been doing for years. But seeing everyone around him, it's coming out now that they're also doing it, which we suspected. Yeah. But for it's our just... government to investigate our intelligence community yeah. using other allies' intelligence right. communities, yeah. Now <clears throat> we do totally have egregious. We do have an investigation um, treaties with these countries. We right. uh, we could do it. For example, let's say there was something corrupt going on. Mm-hmm. We can do that. And and so yes, I think it's an abuse of power. I don't think it should be subsumed into the impeachment inquiry. I think mm-hmm. it should focus on Ukraine mm-hmm. and possibly the MBS and Putin calls and maybe that Lavrov meeting in the Oval Office with Kislyak and Trump. I don't I don't think it should go beyond that. Right. And I think it's this pretty muddy. This could be a way to sort of dilute it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly don't think so, because I think that this person is a credible person who's just saying there's so much more. Right. And, and the reason these these allegations are coming out now about these meetings is that 
the dam has broke. Yeah. yeah. So um, prioritization is going to be super important. Yeah. And I think Pelosi's got a, got a handle on it. Yeah. And sorry, did you say that they went over to Australia in person or just they did? It no. Was, Trump called Australia. Oh, just calls. Okay. Got it. Uh, but, Barr called him, right? But Barr went. No. Trump called Australia. Right. Okay. Barr went to and Pompeo went to Italy. And we'll get to the Italy story in a minute because we, we had some beans on it yesterday. Yeah. It is scary, too, because before it's like. I feel, at least in my brain, I imagine some kind of objectivity when you go to another country as a whole, when you're like, hey, we like, for example, when Mueller was asking other intelligence communities and other countries about stuff that related to what he was investigating. Right. Like cooperating with Ukraine Mm -hmm. to get their investigations information on Manafort. Exactly. And like a legitimate intelligence community. But what's really scary now, increasingly, is there are alt-right factions popping up in every single government, especially... In places that are still considered to be like Western. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, for sure. So terrifying. Yeah. So it's like when they're ca- talking to those people, they're not talking to credible. There are a lot of Trump supporters sources. in Australia, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking to people that are just going to support their narrative and have somehow infiltrated their way into some kind of a somewhat international network intelligence of capacity. Yeah. yeah. That's why it was so important that we flipped the house in 2018 mm-hmm. because we are now in charge of that. And, you know, one of the big questions I have is where's Gina Haspel been? Mm. the you know the old torture lady from the head mm-hmm. of the uh, cia mm-hmm. uh sh- she kind of went underground she kind of got real quiet like around april or may mm-hmm. after bill barr came in uh so I, I i feel like she might play a role in all this she is cia um and so uh, you know but i you know i don't know if she's a whistleblower or not but she could be a corroborator to the whistleblower uh, and I think that's wholly possible. She also might be talking to the press mm-hmm. and still be working for the administration. But it could also be H.R. McMaster Puffin stuff. It could be um, Dan Coates. It could be Sue Gordon. You know, a handful of people who had access to that top secret you know, hidey hole that he was keeping all of his shit in. Mm-hmm. His shithole. Ha ha ha. And if that weren't enough, breaking Monday from the Washington Post, they're uh, confirming a theory we had yesterday. This is what I was talking about, about why Bill Barr was in Italy. Listen to this clip from yesterday. They just have these conspiracy theories and they're sending people out to see if they can find anything that might give a little bit of credence to any of their insane theories, which have no credence whatsoever. So who knows what he's doing there, but they're, they're there. I think that's interesting. But Barr and Pompeo are like, nothing's going on over here. We're just going to toddle off to Italy for a while. I 100% bet that they're there to investigate those conspiracy theories. I think so, too. Because they've been doing that all around with the Hillary shit, too. Yeah. And so they ramped up with the whistleblower complaint. They ramped up the Hillary email uh, investigation, um, basically sending out letters to a bunch of people who sent Hillary emails like 10, 12 years ago, retroactively classifying them. Bill Barr is retroactively classifying them and saying, you sent classified information to Hillary in 2006. You, you know, we're investigating you. Uh, so they ramped up the Hillary's emails. They ramped, they're doing this DNC crowd strike thing and they're going at it from several angles too. It's not just Giuliani in Ukraine. It's Roger Stone trying to compel crowd strike documents from from the government that don't exist. The government's like, they're, that you, they don't exist. You're you know, motion to compel his moot. And Roger Stone said, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we've got the this conspiracy theory now, this Mifsud was an asset of the, you know, of this deep state. It's a just, plant. It's just hilarious uh, and sad 
that they actually are running around spending taxpayer dollars following leads on conspiracy theories. Yep. Um, Melanie Hawkins asked if McConnell will be forced to take up an impeachment trial in the Senate. Uh, and that came out. Uh, we, we, As we know, McConnell, before Nancy did a, a I guess, a you know, official impeachment inquiry announcement, although a lot of Republicans are saying it's not official because we haven't held a, a vote in the full House on it. But that's not in the Constitution that says you have to do that. It's just what we did before. So this new reporting from Washington Post confirms that Barr is in Italy with John Durham, who is in charge of the investigating the Mueller probe's origins, talking to folks there to get help with it. Uh, so, Jordan, when we were having that discussion, you're like, I 100 percent believe that he's over there doing that. You were totally right. We were correct. So beans come true. Big beans on that. When that Washington Post uh, article dropped today, I said, oh, look what we said. Yeah. Um, not that I'm, you know, proud that we got something so horribly egregious correct, yeah. uh, but it's, and, and honestly, this should come to no surprises anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no mention in the article about Mifsud, though. Mm. So we don't know if he was... He seems like such a small fish in as far as the media is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think that there's a Mifsud connection there, because that's where Mifsud was operating largely out of. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, Simona Mangiante came from, and oh, and that's where Deripaska parked his boat when he was with Ribka, uh-huh. you know, just that a lot of shit goes down in Italy. Yep. So, and Papa Dop knows people there and they're all very well connected, connected with Russian oligarchs. And there were a couple of Russian oligarchs there right now, including people close to Sechin who runs Rosneft and of course, Rabalablev, mm-hmm. Rabokov. Their economy is still a mess, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I know that austerity stuff that they were dealing with. Right, exactly. It's it's always in the places where there's a bunch of corruption, where there's a really fucked up economy. Well, just like when Nazis recruit from kids with low self-esteem, dictators recruit other dictators from countries with low GDP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really weird connection. I just made my head, but <laughs> it makes sense to me. I don't know. Uh, this weekend, Trump's shrinking team of beleaguered supporters hit the talk show circuit to try in vain to assert Trump's innocence in the whistleblower complaint. This all came out Sunday night after we recorded the Daily Beans in the model she wrote. Uh, this group of sycophants, including Giuliani, Kevin McCarthy, Jim Class Jordan, and Stephen Miller, uh, which we are now calling... Uh, thanks to Virginia Bauman on Twitter, she calls this group the Ukraine Clown Posse. <laughs> I saw that. that so funny. And that's beautiful. <laughs> so the Ukraine Clown Posse uh, hit the Sunday night talk show circuit and news circuit and just completely, it completely fell apart. Kevin McCarthy on 60 Minutes embarrassed himself when uh, he asked him to explain the exchange with Zelensky where the Ukrainian president told Trump, we're ready to buy more javelins, uh, you know, for our protection from the United States, to which Trump replied, let me ask you a favor, though. And McCarthy said, you added a word. You added the word, though. And he's like, no, it's right here in the transcript. And he goes, it says, do me a favor, though. And he's like, yeah, that's what it says. And then he just pivots and goes on to talk oh about something else. God. Because I don't think he'd read it before that moment. <clears throat> no. <laughs> and then Stephen Miller, ugh, he was on. Uh, he was taken apart by Chris Wallace on Fox News. Fox News Sunday. His own stomping grounds. Yeah. Chris asked why Trump would send three personal lawyers to Ukraine instead of using his the Pentagon and the State Department. Uh, if there was nothing weird about it, why send your personal attorneys? And um, Wallace said, he, he, Miller didn't answer. He, he said he started ranting about the deep state, some bullshit. Oh, my God. To which Wallace interrupted and said, with all due respect, this is an exercise in obfuscation. 
Why did the president go against his own Pentagon and State Department? Mm-hmm. Fox was asking the hard-hitting questions. Dude, and it, yes. Of uh, course, it, it, Miller didn't have anything reasonable to say. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Chris Wallace to... He inevitably will leave Fox News, 100%. Like eventually, he will... Someone of a conscience there. Exactly. Him and Shep. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shep. And they just keep getting... Fox News as a whole keeps getting more and more ridiculous. But as also, the, like, as I'm the grateful president that they defend still us. there. You know I'm sorry, what I mean? What? Like, I'm grateful they're still... Sorry for talking over you, Jordan. Um, I'm grateful they're still there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because at least people who tune into Fox are hearing that. Yeah, they probably flip off their shows. Yeah, but, but then if... But they've been there for... Or at least, I don't know about the other person, but I know Chris Wallace has been there for forever, right? So imagine if he left, how many people he would make leave them or question them, at least. Yeah, might be. I don't know, though. Oh, I see what you're <clears> saying, too. <throat> yeah. And then the Jim Jordan interview with Jake Tapper was fire. Uh, Tapper fact-checked him, like, on the spot regarding the investigation into Biden. Uh, I put investigation in air quotes. And he's like, there was no investigation. That's just untrue. There was no investigation when Biden, along with the IMF and NATO and pretty much every Western government, called for the Ukrainian investigator to be fired. Uh, and and he continued fact checking him, you know, t- you know, saying stuff like there was the Joe, the Joe Biden investigation ended a year before Joe Biden called for this guy's uh, to get to fire him. And, and and Jim Jordan just kept on with these conspiracy theories. And he's like, you're just wrong. I don't know where Jim Jordan's getting it from. He's getting it from Giuliani or the State Department or Volcker or where it's coming from. We'll figure that out, I think, when Volcker testifies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're falling apart on national television, and, and Trump is refusing to put together a team to help him because he thinks that assembling a team to help him combat the impeachment inquiry will make him look weak. Oh, my God. Did he say that? Uh, that's or what think so? advisors have told wow. reporters that he's saying, yeah. no, we don't need a team. Because I think probably what happened with Mulvaney being on shaky ground was that it wasn't actually that Mulvaney didn't have a plan. It was that Mulvaney was like, we need to get a plan together. Mm. And Trump was like, plan, <laughs> plans make me look weak. <laughs> that's Let's just what, bring it. I've done nothing wrong. That's what I think happened. Yeah. Oh he, he honestly thinks God. that if they put an impeachment team together to defend against the impeachment, he's admitting that he, you know, what he's being impeached for. He just wants to ignore it. That's so funny. Yeah. And, and that will be his downfall. We've talked about this so many times yeah. on this podcast that his ego, his fragile fucking ego, his inability to, you know, uh, think that everyone's out to, you know, delegitimize his election. And that's mm-hmm. why he always talks about his great victories and large crowds and the giant penis and big hands and <laughs> tall and everything is because or the hurricane cone <laughs> is bigger than it is is because he's just got the weakest fucking most fragile ego in the, mm-hmm. on the planet and so this, yep. that's going to hurt him here because he's preventing him from putting a team together to actually help him defend against not that there's any defense but help him defend against this impeachment process yeah that's some self-sabotage yeah i wonder how many mushrooms you'd have to do to experience ego death <laughs> <laughs> really just trump like... continuing to to talk about his like 2016 numbers reminds me of like Someone who got a barbecue and won't shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like a nice barbecue. You guys, you guys see my barbecue in the backyard? Yeah, it's a good really thing nice. he's not into like CrossFit or essential oils because he wouldn't shut up about it's it. Like, right? Greg, we know. Yeah. <laughs> you got it on special. Yeah, he's uh, he's so insane, and I I think I really do think if that's his thinking that it would make him look weak to have any sort of defense against you know what is happening to him, quote unquote. Then why would he even have like that cryptic system for the messages then? It seems like by that logic, that would make you look weak if you were trying to hide something. You should just be able to keep everything out in the open then Hmm. and just be like, yeah, well, you know what? I I mean, because now he's like, if he would have done that in the first place, he would have been in a better position to just come out with the, 
you know, full transcript mm-hmm. again in quotes. Yeah. Because he would have had nothing to hide His from the gecko. So obviously guilty. Yeah, exactly. It's he's like, like a, he's like so a, inconsistent. He's like a dad who planned poorly on a road trip, is lost, and won't ask for directions. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> you know so what I mean? Funny. Yeah, he's just like, sitting God, in the just... Oval Office with like a <laughs> 20 by 20 foot map. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> How yeah, do I navigate and... this? <clears throat> All these lies. <laughs> these lies GPS. Instead of ways, it's lies. Yeah. L-I-Z-E. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> lies nav. Everything's analog because Republicans can't tech. <laughs> Everything's on paper. Real to real voice of a guy <laughs> telling you how to turn. Yeah. <laughs> I love that analogy, though. That's funny. (laughs) And uh, Trump is also breaking down on Monday on Twitter. He was literally up all night uh, tweeting over and over again his own lunatic talking points on how the whistleblower is a liar. In one tweet, he said he deserved to meet his accuser. But that's not how the law works. You you have the right to face your accuser in a court of law. But because Trump can't be indicted, at least according to the Office of Legal Counsel memo that tied Mueller's hands, he does not have the right to face his accusers (laughs) in impeachment because impeachment isn't a criminal trial. It's a political exercise. That's funny. And I often and think you know like he's trying to use Mueller's thing like Mueller in the report said you know I can't even accuse you because you don't have the right to face your accuser because we can't indict you and I think he's trying to spin Mueller's little thing um, I'm not sure where he's getting that but if he had any decent lawyers left someone might have told him that yeah uh, but Trump tweeted if Democrats are successful in removing the president from office which they never will be it will cause a civil war like fracture in this nation from which our country would never heal so first the Democrats aren't impeaching you Congress is impeaching you And regarding the Civil War tweet, uh, Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger, a decorated Air Force veteran, Republican, clapped back on Twitter saying, I have visited nations ravaged by civil war. I have never imagined such a quote um, to be repeated by the president. This is beyond repugnant. People are really mad that he's trying to incite a civil war. I'm surprised it's not against Twitter's terms of service. And then Trump also called for Schiff to be questioned for treason and demanded again to meet the anonymous whistleblower in his Twitter tantrum. So it's just... It's so many things wrong with that. And I guess he didn't learn from the Mueller report that his tweets can be used against him. And they will. These tweets will come up in the impeachment inquiry, I can guarantee you, especially the ones intimidating the whistleblower. So um, we'll be right back with some wonderful schadenfreude and today's hashtag. Just a minute. Daily Beans would like to thank our good friends at Beta Brand for making the most amazing pair of pants ever, their dress pant yoga pants. They have four styles, the crop, boot cut, skinny, and straight leg, and they've actually added more styles since then. They have wide leg and premium denim. Uh, They have an eight-pocket pant in case you need a bunch of pockets to carry around subpoenas in, Uh, but they have dozens of styles and colors and patterns. Um, I bring one of each uh, in black with me. Well, I have the crop and the skinny and the wide leg. Uh, And I have them in black, and I take them everywhere because they pack and travel brilliantly. You can't wrinkle them if you try. Plus, they're as comfortable as yoga pants, but with dressy details like real buttons, belt loops, pockets, and faux zippers. And they're made of four-way stretch knit fabric that just feels amazing. So I can travel in them where on the plane, go to business meetings, head to cocktail hour. I can put dress them up with heels or wear flats. They're versatile, comfortable, and they're perfectly stretchy. Before Beta Brand, I bought all my suiting from the regular places, and it never fit. I had to tailor it. They didn't move with me. They didn't breathe. They had itchy tags, and I was constantly aware of how uncomfortable I was and I couldn't focus on my work. And that's why I started wearing Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. Visit betabrand.com slash beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable uh, pants you'll ever wear to work. That's betabrand.com, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants today. 
All right, welcome back. So I got some new information, well, the world did, on Volcker. Uh, And that came out today on Monday. It's worth noting. We had said Volcker is a McCain-type Republican who could probably provide good insight on what the State Department did or did not direct Giuliani to do and what role, if any, Trump played in that effort. But we need to note a conflict of interest question about Volcker, Kurt Volcker. Uh, Volcker supported a shift in policy to send lethal weapons to Kiev, including tank-busting Javelin missiles. Uh, The missiles mentioned by Zelensky in the 25th, July 25th call with Trump. Those are the Javelins. But Volcker held positions with major lobbying firm uh, firms, BGR Group and the McCain Institute. McCain Institute is more of a think tank than a lobbying group. But he held positions with those two organizations, and they each have financial ties to Raytheon, which manufactures the Javelin system, and they earned millions from Trump's decision. So Volcker has not yet been accused of violating any conflicts of interest rules, but his resignation and pending testimony will certainly raise questions about his support of arming Ukraine. Uh, I don't think that should be a focus, but I thought it was an interesting conflict of interest to bring up. Mm-hmm. Let's get social. Hashtag. All right, two hashtags today that are killing me. Uh, International Podcast Day. Hashtag International Podcast Day. We have gotten tons of amazing support and incredible love for both Daily Beans Pod and um, Mueller She Wrote. I just want to thank everybody for that. Um, Seriously, the amount of tweets that we're getting for the hashtag International Podcast Day is incredible. So thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. And then there's another one that's really funny. Uh, And you're going to have to let me have this one because it's hilarious. It's hashtag Civil War sign up. And what you do is you go there, you well, you know, you you, you tweet out what you're going to bring to the Civil War, uh, like a potluck. Mm-hmm. And uh, you use the hashtag Civil War sign up. There's a lot of really funny things out there. I think I put, I'm bringing the cafe fe and hamburgers, or, you know, <laughs> we'll bring the beans from Daily Beans Pod. Um, some people are signing up for potato salad with raisins in it. Uh, and this is Trump's Civil War, just, you know, to be clear, the, the fake one, kind of like the, the Maddow coup mm-hmm. that was going to happen. You know, Rachel Maddow is going to organize a coup and mm-hmm. and we've also had prior to this we've had a civil war uh hashtag as well where you know letters from the second civil war or whatever <clears throat> so if you want to they're just it's fun it's lighthearted. i do understand the, the gravity of tweeting out the president of the united states tweeting out uh in support of a civil war like fracture i do understand that and i don't want to belittle that but, you know, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. So head to Twitter, look for <laughs> hashtag Civil War sign up and lighten the mood a little bit. Um, but always keeping in mind how absolutely treacherous it is that he tweeted that out. I, I want to keep a balance there. I don't want you to think I'm ignoring the importance and the, the, the gravity of the situation. But I'm bringing a little brevity to it with wit, if that I makes appreciate sense. appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Time for a little schadenfreude. Do you know what schadenfreude is? No, I do not know what schadenfreude is. Please tell me because I'm dying to know. It's a German term for shameful joy. All right, best news of the day. Uh, Well, it's good news. (laughs) It's good news. Republican Representative Chris Collins, one of the first Trump supporters... Uh, in the House of Representatives, is set to plead guilty. He's changing his plea in his insider trading case. Collins and his son, along with his son's fiance's father, were arrested in August for trading on non-public insider information provided by Chris Collins about an Australian biotech company. He basically knew the drug was going to fail before that information went public, and they all dumped their stock and saved hundreds of thousands of dollars. The other two men are also changing their pleas from guilty to not, or from not guilty to guilty. Um, But after his arrest, Chris Collins said he would fight the meritless charges and looked forward to having his good name cleared of any wrongdoing. Mm. Uh, He has not said if he will retire, but uh, congressmen convicted of felonies are not allowed to vote in Congress, though they can still run (laughs) and retain their seats. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't know that. And the cherry on top of this schadenfreude, not one single individual donated to Collins' campaign in the first quarter of 2019. Not one oh human person. And that's according to an FEC filing in April. And this just in, he has resigned. He's leaving. Uh, it doesn't get more schadenfreude Freudery. Yeah. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude than that. Uh, honestly. Oh, wow. So right in the middle of me writing that story, uh, he resigned. Yeah, I heard the reporting come through on NPR and they were so frantic. The guy was like out of breath like, okay, okay. <laughs> I so just got back from my Every Every like radio show, every podcast, they're like, there's so much. Yeah. There's so much happening. <laughs> Seriously. There is. There is. And if you guys have any corrections for us or anything, you can head to the dailybeanspod.com. Uh, click on contact and select corrections. Let us know what we got wrong. Um, follow us on Twitter. One lucky winner uh, will get to have dinner with myself and our uh, network CEO from Starburns Audio. We'll fly to your city in the lower 48 states uh, and you can bring a friend. We'll have dinner. We'll do that. We'll pick a, a random winner uh, once we hit 20,000 followers. And all you got to do is follow us to, to get it. And, you know, don't be a bot. At Daily Beans Pod. Yes, at Daily Beans Pod. Thank you for that. Uh, anybody have any final thoughts on today? I have two really quick. Number one, that felony thing's interesting. I don't know why you'd be able to retain your seat and be there, just not vote. <laughs> that, <laughs> doesn't make much sense, does no, it? No, it does not. Are you, you're, you, what are you a representative of that it's point? Like the Silence? It's like the DC. It's like our DC representative. Yeah. They yeah. can be there, but they don't have a vote. Right. It's like, that's really freaking weird. Number two. Um, hashtag karmic balance, right? That was our hashtag yep. for, for doing like a good thing when things yeah. suck. Um, I, this also comes off very humble braggy, which I, I have a hard time navigating, but, and the privilege of me having money to do this, but my alumni association from UCSD always calls and every time they call, I'm like, God, please don't call me. I'm for, I don't want to, you know, but now that, <laughs> now that I have like some money set aside, I donated $50 to our Raza Resource Center. And so if you don't know where to donate stuff, higher ed institutions like all of their resource centers there's like black student union or, or raza or like indigenous peoples and stuff donating specifically to them is really cool because they do direct access work and can you explain what awesome. the raza uh yeah yeah it's like i mean in general it's people of like latino latina descent that's so great mm -hmm. basically in general and i will not go into like i know raza means like something that i can't send like summarize right now because i'm white okay i don't know if that's what you're looking for no i know no i, know no, I was just have... like what is that oh, what okay. is just tell just so oh, people yeah. who've never heard of the raza yeah, before it's just like a community center basically for all students or staff or people on campus to go to to feel like they have folks that understand what they're going through and provide resources for them that might not otherwise be afforded to them or easily yep. reached and there's them. lgbtq plus student unions totally and... Yeah. That's a really great idea. Now, what are you making yeah. up for? What are you what are you karmically balancing? Oh, well, it, it was actually interesting because the the good uh, decision that came down kind of halting Trump's desire to indefinitely detain people. I almost did it as an add on. Oh, nice. it wasn't so much a balance as like a in, keep it going. Keep this going because there's a lot of balance that needs to be had. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when the two decisions, a federal judge blocked him from mm -hmm. detaining children um, <clears throat> for mm -hmm. indefinitely. And, mm -hmm. and also uh, the other one where. They wanted to be able to apprehend anyone in the entirety of the United States and deport them if 
they couldn't prove that they'd been here for two continuous years, whereas before the rule was just within 100 miles of the border. So those right. those are now blocked from happening while they go through the appeals process. Yeah, so. not to mention that awful things are still happening every day yes, at the border. So there's always karmic bounds to be had with that. Yeah, and if you think if Trump does something awful and you want to feel better, uh, just make a donation or do something, volunteer soup kitchen, whatever you, whatever you can do, and then tweet it out at us, at Daily Beans Pod, mm-hmm. and use hashtag karmic balance. We'd love to know what Feels you've good. done. We'll retweet, we'll, we'll retweet it out for you and, and, and shout you out. So, My final thought was just that uh, I had a good laugh last night. I was watching Saturday Night Live, and uh, you told me to watch the <laughs> one from the weekend with the impeachment town hall, and I watched it was it so too. funny. And if you need to laugh a little because it's overwhelming <laughs> news right now, go do that. Uh, Kate McKinnon's Elizabeth Warren was fucking so hilarious. Funny. So good. She's always amazing. And Maya Rudolph's Maya Rudolph's so good. <laughs> Maya Rudolph's Kamala Harris was everything. Where she turned and she would go, yeah, <laughs> on CBS and the yeah. wind, and then she would yeah. do the mouth with her mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sipping, sipping the cocktail when they're like, oh yeah. no, not Joe Biden. No, <laughs> yeah. not Joe Biden. Anyway, go watch it. So. It was good. Yeah, definitely take that in if because you... I watched it too, and it was great. And Billie Eilish was on too. She wasn't bad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She was a that was a really cool performance Super that she did. Cool. Yeah. So go laugh. Also very important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, hashtag Civil War sign up. <laughs> I please don't get mad at me. It's just it's so it's we have to laugh or we will cry. Uh, that's it. That's our show. You guys, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your mental health and take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's the Beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberg of Valencia. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>